Hi, everybody. I'm Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity Greger. And we are Wired to Change. This is your source for expert small business coaching. And we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves today on this show and also give you some good tips because we always want everybody walking away with something. We're going to go ladies first, Trinity. You start. I'll start. Yes. And Mike would not allow me to have any notes because he says I'm always <laughs> cheating looking at his notes. Always looking so at my notes. So I'm going to start by saying who I you are, who I am. Well, that's a whole other podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> in Wired to Change, I'm the better looking half. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> no, who I am. Background is a business coach. Started out working with financial advisors over at a company that I don't think I can legally say out loud on this podcast. Very well-known company. Okay. They might be called The Quiet Company. Okay. Figure it out. Yeah. I got Um, it. Yeah. 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 uh I just found out I have a passion and a love for helping others. You combine those things together and... It was just a natural fit to get into the coaching and training realm. Yeah, and you're very organized, which helps a bunch because a lot of the, the and we'll have a lot of common themes in the show and uh, processes, structure, sales, marketing, all that good stuff, mm-hmm. but there'll be common themes. But one of them is you got to have your processes in place. And I know you learned that early. I did. Um, I love process improvement and putting things in place and teaching others how to use them. And if you knew how many homes she sold in the Triangle, folks, you would understand (laughs) why she is so good at it. You had somebody not complain, but kind of call you out for getting a sale. Right? Is that story you were telling the other day? No names, but somebody goes, well, how'd she get all that? Or how'd you get all that? Yeah, that happens kind of frequently. Yeah. But Um, you outwork them. Exactly. Yeah. Step number one, show up. A lot of it is jealousy. They see somebody doing better, and they realize they're not putting in the works. Like, why is she getting right. all the sales, all the million-dollar homes? Like, hey, yeah. busted well, her butt. Well, and and I'm sure we'll touch on this in future topics, but one of the pitfalls that a lot of small business owners run into is they will not stick with things long enough because yeah. they don't see the 10 years of runway. There is no such thing as an overnight success. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like those homes just appeared out of thin air that was laying lots and lots of bricks lots of groundwork to build up to that we were talking last night at a networking event where with a friend of ours who is a lawyer who went out on her own and the best advice she told us that she gave herself was i'm prepared not to get a phone call for a year Yes, and that's I thought huge. that was I thought that was just she hit the nail on the head. You have to be prepared for that mm-hmm. for the money, no money to come in for yep. a period of time. And I know it's the same thing when you went from when you joined Hunter Row, well, to a point I guess when you joined Hunter Row or when you started being an agent, which is 100% commission, right? That you had to plan, okay, how far mm-hmm. out can I survive without right. doing anything? But what people don't realize is that when I was doing the business development and the coaching and recruiting, I had the smallest salary of anyone at Hunter Row because I really did. My base was um, pretty much non-existent. So mm-hmm. everything that I earned was based off of the production of the company. So I've been on a commission-based role for the last nine years. And people need to understand, even if you buy a business, because sometimes mm-hmm. you'll buy a business because you want to buy an income. Right. But if you start your own business, you are basically, you're, you're your own 1099, mm-hmm. and you're starting from scratch. And yeah. if you've never done 100% commission, it's hard. Oh, the benefits are wonderful. 
and it's doable, but it is hard to do 100% commission. Yes, it is. But we love working with those people. We do. Yes, oh, we do. We do. Yeah. So, Mike, enough about me because we, oh, know, I'm shy. we I'm shy. know that I could sit here and talk about myself all day long. That's why we get along so well together because I can do the same so thing. Tell so, tell me, what about you? I would, in no particular order, let me say, uh, husband, father of two, grandfather of a spectacular one-year-old Oliver, who I will shamelessly plug in the show, but you'll hear more about him and where he fits Mm -hmm. in my life. Small business owner, my brother and I, first business I bought was a laundromat in, we're living in Daytona Beach, bought a laundromat, Central Florida, uh, blew through a red flag on buying it, didn't lose my ass, but (laughs) blew through a red flag on buying it, which we'll talk about. Lost Uh, lost half your ass? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And lost the other half when I turned 50, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you find a trusted advisor, you got to find somebody you listen to, and if they mm-hmm. tell you no, then the answer is no. Right. Then we, my wife, I grew up here, so my wife and I moved back up here, and my brother and I bought, started a commercial cleaning company. Okay. And we recently sold that, and about a year and a half ago, we started a pest control company and recently sold that, so those were fun, and now I'm going 100% into coaching with you. Yep. I have another podcast that I do for Triangle B&I. And also, and for uh, those who don't know what BNI is, yes, Business Networking International. It's the world's largest networking organization. It's wonderful. Go to trianglebni.com. It'll tell you a lot about that. Uh, you can find me on most all social media platforms at Open Mic Talk. Would love mm-hmm. to tell you about it. Trinity, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere um, on the internet, the interwebs, but <laughs> particularly I prefer to stay away from the Twitter sphere because um, as much as I know about some things, I know absolutely nothing about Twitter. If anyone wants to give me a Twitter tutorial, <laughs> I would be open for that, but you can find me um, sold with Trendlandia on Instagram nice. um, and you can find me at Trinity Gregor on Facebook. Yeah. And then also our wire to change. We are on Pinterest, Facebook, Yep. LinkedIn, yeah. everywhere. And again, another theme that we will talk about throughout all this is marketing, branding, mm-hmm. getting your name out there and everything. Uh, so anyways, back to the podcasting. I love doing that because I'm a curious person, love asking questions and also growing a uh, speaking business. Love to talk to people. I like to remind people that they're better than they think they are because most people, we're our own worst enemy. We run each, We run ourselves down. Oh, I could never do that. I don't know why. We're better than we think we are. Once I meet with somebody and I get them to write it down on paper, then they're like, oh, I guess I'm not so horribly bad after all. Like, <laughs> no, you were never horribly bad. So Sometimes it just takes a little yeah. bit of confidence from someone else. It does. It's absolutely it does. okay to borrow some confidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a lot of that, and again, another common theme with starting a business is uh, you're better than you think you are because yeah. usually people know what they're getting into. They know the industry they're getting into. They may have never run a business before, which we as Wired to Change business coaches, we can help you with that. So, yes. so that is who I am, a proud University of Tennessee graduate, uh, grandfather, got that, business owner, mm-hmm. time and time again like that. And that's kind of our, kind of what brought us together. Although, and I ask people all the time, you you meet people and you just automatically click. Yeah. And for some reason, you and I did. And I don't know, I don't know what it was over, but we got laughing early on and then realized mm-hmm. well, we should do something together. Yeah. Well, and huge props. I'm going to call it your wife here for a hot second <laughs> because Becky 
came up with our name of our company because one of the hardest parts is coming up with a name, yes. right? We sat at the Barnes & Noble in Briar Creek uh-huh. for two-plus hours one afternoon. Go, I mean, we were like, we came up with some names that were not going to work. <laughs> they were But they were hysterical, and we thought, we ought to, yeah. you know, we ought to trademark that. Uh-huh. We talked for two-plus hours on the theme of what we wanted. We went yep. through a bunch of themes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I came home and sat down and told Becky, so we're talking, and, and I said, here's kind of our theme, what we want. We want energy, generator, electricity, all the good stuff. And, she, and you know, there's two of us here. And she goes, how about Wired to Change? Yeah. I'm like, damn it, I hate yes. that when people come up with that. So, yeah. so good to have good counsel, right? Yeah, but so, that that's a great example of how long you can work on something and then how quick uh, it can happen. Without <laughs> a doubt. But that really is summarizes why we connected so mm-hmm. well because we yeah. really are so different yep. and we've come to this point in our career, but we're wired exactly the yeah. same. And I think that both of us share passion for really helping others yes and you can see that through the community that we've been building and um, just your leadership within bni and how much you love to coach and you love to train and Mm -hmm. you take people underneath your wing and give them a big old hug and i just was drawn to that from day one (laughs) so i would say that's where we connected and what i like is we bring different backgrounds to this Mm -hmm. we both want the same thing because we both want multiple streams of incomes Yep. which we'll talk about that too over yep. the course of time because you need to diversify. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. So we both wanted to do that, and we found common areas we could do that. We started the coaching. We are doing the podcast. We're we working are. on another project. And when we were networking this morning at the City Club, we ran into somebody that we knew, and there dropped another idea of people we could go do training for. So it's right. amazing Again, once you're out there and you can't sit at home you can. and not network and not brand and get your name out, whatever you, you mean want to call I, it. if I sit at home and just twiddle around on Facebook all day, I won't get business? <laughs> you will not. <laughs> I believe that's proven. And I, I can't, uh, yeah, I can't prove numbers with it, but I'll swear in court that not going to happen. So, but I think that's one of the reasons uh, that we ended up coming together. So we like that a lot. And we too. are, we want to help new businesses a year and younger either just starting or kind of hit their first roadblock, which you can do. And we talked about this yesterday at another network event. Sometimes you got to pivot. Right. And I would say we love helping people start businesses or sales professionals who are looking to um, implement processes or procedures or things that really will help take them to that next level. Between your amazingly full head of gray hair <laughs> and my youthful energy. Because <laughs> we will never say how old I really am. No, no, and I would never ask, and I don't know, and I'm not asking. Such not a gentleman. Gonna. Not, doesn't such matter. A gentleman. Not but those yeah. two traits right there will guarantee us success. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll go down in flames trying. So. Yeah. And I wish everyone could see I'm sitting here trying to look at your notes again. It's killing you, isn't it? It is. It really yeah. is. I just want to know what. You're good. I know. You're so good with answers. Just let me tee them up for you, okay? Uh, those are the commonalities, kind of how we met in the commonalities. Uh, we both love to see people succeed, but people knew it's something. All the realtors you mm-hmm. trained, all the it's just it's a wonderful thing. I can't imagine how many times a realtor you hired and trained when they walked in your office and said, 
I just sold my, or either, first of all, I got my first listing, Mm -hmm. but then came in and said, I just sold my first house. The story that resonates with me the most is I had an agent who had zero real estate experience, had never been in business for himself, um, quit a very cushy job with his benefits and all stuff, jumped into it, sold 50 houses by the end of his second year, came into my office in tears and said, I just put life insurance, disability insurance, and all these things in place, and it's the first time my family has been fully protected. Wow. And it was all because he was at a spot. He got... From point A to point B so much faster than he'd ever. And the the hug and the tears in his eyes. And I was like, this is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And he's still crushing it. So. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. But those are the things that we've been through. Uh, we can talk to people. We can help people. We know that. Because everybody's, mm-hmm. a lot of people have a dream to do something other than what they're doing. I know a lot of us, one of my talks is, uh, it's okay to be a late bloomer. I mean, yeah. I graduated in one of my favorite. I graduated in 1983 with a degree in broadcasting, knowing full well I was going to do college football play-by-play on radio for life, and people were going to pay me a lot of money. And 35 years later, I got paid to talk for the first time. So yeah. I'm a 35-year overnight sensation. But the point is, there's something from high school or growing up or college that's like, you know what, that w- would have been or would be fun to do. Mm-hmm. And life happens in a good way, in a bad way, in a, you know, just an average way. And you kind of get yeah. away from that. And then you come back, it's like, you know what, I'm ready to start that on the side. And there's nothing wrong with the side hustle. There's not. Nothing. And when I was in high school and going into college, I thought I was going to live in a loft apartment in New York City, drinking martinis, <laughs> chain-smoking cigarettes, and writing the next great American novel. Nice. So the novel part, not sure I have a big enough attention span to get that to happen, but the martini thing's going to happen yeah. here soon. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So and where did the cigarettes come from? That. Because that's what you do when you're, like, a oh, starving artist. Okay. And you're, yeah, you know, you're just... I had this image I was going to be this bohemian, and now I live in a subdivision with my <laughs> amazing fiance, two dogs. <laughs> two dogs, yeah. No <laughs> cigarettes and no No cigarettes, book, yeah. no. Uh, here's, but, here's my first business, business tip to you, and this one's free. You can write a book. You're going to have to just record it. As you're driving yes. down the road, you give two sentences, three paragraphs, whatever, stop, and then it'll be over time. But when you think of it, verbalize it and have somebody else retype it. You, yeah. my sir, you just I'm earned good. your weight in gold. I have my That's moments. actually a really good idea. It, that's how you do yeah. it. Yeah. Because a lot of people can't write. Not that they can't write. It's just, it doesn't come out the way they want it to sound. Right. And then when you verbalize it, it's like, oh, okay, I get mm-hmm. that now. But yeah, you're not gonna, you're not the type to sit down and do that. But you're in your car all day long, right? You're on the treadmill or working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just put your microphone on there and just start. Oh my god, dictating into it. I can't it. Yeah. wait to be that girl at the gym. Oh god, who helped you along the way? That's the other thing, and another common thing mm-hmm. we want to talk about to people yep. is who helps you along the way. And the example I give to people. If you're a sports fan and you watch any Hall of Fame induction ceremony, Mm -hmm. they'll talk for 40 minutes, and 38 of it is thanking all the people. Their second-grade coach, their fifth-grade math teacher, their college coach. Well, first of all, i got to start with mom uh, and then dad. I think it's in that Uh order officially in the sports world, yeah. Yeah. But everybody got help along the way, and if anybody ever tells you, oh, I did it all on my own, they're lying. 
They're oh. absolutely lying. So I don't yeah. believe anybody's ever told you every business I ever started was a success and nobody helped me along the way, lying through their teeth. So who are a couple of people that helped you along the way? Um, so back when I was at the company that I don't know if I can name, um, I, my one of my very first bosses gave me the greatest gift that I could have ever I didn't even know I needed it or wanted it, but she gave me free reign to build and create whatever I wanted my department to look like. And um, the managing partner was basically, they plucked me off the reception desk and they said, we feel like you're kind of being underutilized. I felt the same way. And I was able to just run. If I had an idea, they let me figure it out. If it failed, it failed. If it succeeded and I had more successes than failures, but that woman, Elaine Dibner was her name. She nice. was awesome. Hello, Elaine. Thank hey, you. Elaine. And she gave me the gift of no ceiling, and that was awesome. And then I would never be where I'm at if I had not had all the amazing coaches that I've had over the years. So um, I took an amazing, believe it or not, as much as I curse, I took this <laughs> biblical life coaching class, and it taught me how to do coaching because my um, background was in learning how to do business coaching. I love, I'm a geek. I love my spreadsheets. You know how I am. Oh, my God. spreadsheets and my if numbers. You, if and you ever systems. sit at a table with Trinity, <laughs> she'll have 14 tabs open on yes. her computer. So that side of me was, that's probably how I got to be the honey badger, really, was because I'm very, like, I like numbers, I like, they're they're provable statistics, but um, early on in my career, I was kind of a bitch, you know, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have that softer side, and it wasn't until I met Cheryl Scanlon and went through her biblical life coaching course that I learned how to draw things out of people so even though i'm not a life coach now um i love but those skills have really lended themselves to what what we do and one of the things we'll talk about in another podcast on when we talk about hiring and having employees is you have to make them comfortable enough to tell you what they really think and know that if they tell you i'm not happy because of this and this and one of those this is is you because you're their boss mm-hmm. that there will be no repercussions absolutely 100% i yeah. just uh, you look back at if you, and again the people that that listen to the show and the people we come across think about the best bosses you've had yeah and what qualities did they have then you adapt a couple of those when you mm-hmm. start your own business and you hire your first employee and you be that person yes what about you? Well, first of all, my wife, Becky, because I think all five businesses I've started were from scratch and 100% commission, so she's the Bless patient one. Her oh, God. Heart. Yeah, so I, after 30, 35 years, we think it's, wait, 33 years, uh, we think it's going to stick. We, we like the potential well, of this good. one, yeah. So, uh, it would be her, but this all goes back to my brother, my brother, Kevin, who wants no public adulation. He doesn't want to be recognized, called out, anything. He, he's been a serial small business owner since 1995. He got tired of working for the man one day and said, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm going to start my own. He swears that he's not good at it. He doesn't know if he'll ever succeed at it, yet he's been doing it for, what does that make it, 25 years now? And lives in a nice enough house where it's like, okay, you're not doing too bad. Yeah. Wonderful mind. He's like you, the details 
digging, drilling down into everything. And that's what he starts with. Okay, if I start this business or buy this business and I lost everything tomorrow, what's the worst that would happen? And he builds up from there instead of going, oh, right. well, I can make $100,000 in a year. Yeah. Uh, it would just be his guidance. I know the laundromat I bought, I blew through really good advice from him. And it didn't go as planned. It didn't go horribly, but it didn't go as planned. And then the next two businesses I did were with him, and they went just fine. <laughs> so I told Which every- leads me back to choosing and selecting yes. a really good partner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very important. Because oh. you can go it alone, mm-hmm. or you can partner, but... Finding that person that's the right person to partner with. And I tell people when we work together, uh, he was my work wife. I would go in and tell him, because I did all the cleaning and the hiring and the training and all mm-hmm. the you know boots on the ground stuff, and he ran the business and found margins and better and equipment and all that stuff. So yeah. it worked out well. And I told everybody he was my work wife in that I would walk in and say, here's what I need, and he would send me on my way with, here's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if all women find that happy or funny, but I thought it was funny. Everybody kind of knew what I meant. So, and I say that yeah. lovingly and respectingly. So. so our first tip of the day, if you are going to partner with somebody, who should you look for? So I love personality profiles. Yeah. I think that there comes a lot of power from finding someone that you have commonalities with, but also you're strong where I'm not and vice versa. Yeah. And I think that's what makes us a really good dynamic duo because where um, you are just naturally gifted at talking in front of people, you do it very, very well. Oh, thank you. That's the area where, you know, we joke around. I get up and give my BNI 60-second speech. Sweating like a... And I want to (laughs) just bleh. (laughs) So I think that we really complement each other. Um, And then I stand up, I go, why do I only get 60 seconds? Right. (laughs) But you also need to trust that person and really vet them and make sure that the person you're partnering with is not going to not work as hard as you Mm. or not put as much into it because that's where you see those. It's it's like it's like a date. It's dating. Yeah. Right. You know, you have to court each other, Mm. figure all those things out. You wouldn't just marry someone. No. without figuring all those things out. And one of the things that goes back to... 90-day fiancé. Yes, that's it. Exactly, yeah. One of the things that I think speaks to why we get do so well together is this morning when we were with, at City Club kind of going over some things is we started talking about things, and we called the other one off, said, I, I got that. Mm-hmm. And we have our own to-do list. Instead of one person doing all the things, we kind of split things up yep. and, and do it that way. But it's got to be... What I found is the speed of which you want to progress and grow and everything has to be the same. Yes. Your person, like my brother and I wired completely different, but we knew where we wanted to go and how we wanted to get there. And that helped. Yeah. And please people put things in writing. I don't care if it's your family member, Mm -hmm. put everything in writing, who gets what, how it started, whatever, go find a good business lawyer and put it in writing because nothing changes a conversation like money does. Yes. That is exactly why I'm a big fan of a prenuptial agreement. Yes. So have your prenup for your business. Yeah, and you should. Yeah, yeah. E- even if it's your like my brother and I, um, you and I, uh, yeah. y- if you and Scott got into something, same thing. Just put it on paper. Hey, if this goes south, I here's- would love to have him work for me. <laughs> he does. I know he does. He's <laughs> going to be your husband. So I will say though, it's funny watching you drag him to stuff, but he enjoys it though. He excels in those areas. Networking, meeting people, because he's just a good, friendly guy. Yeah. But it's funny you show up, oh, there's Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he knows 
you know, you, you got to know where a lot of the, where the good part of the money. He can sell from, me so. much better than I can sell myself. Yeah. Standard procedures. And he likes to spend time with me. Yes. So sometimes well, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's all he got. Riding the car together. Uh-huh. <laughs> or yeah, go, you know, separately like last night. It's like, yep. oh, hey, you're right. Uh, because uh, I know you, the rain last night was horrible. I know you were stuck in your office for a little while. Just even walk out to the car about dinner time. So, but that's old other stories. So. Yeah. Uh, but people, you have to have people along the way that help you. You got to have good partners, and you can choose to go into business all by yourself. Not a problem. You find CPAs that do it. Mm-hmm. Our friend last night, lawyer, they yep. do that. So, and that's fine too. But you got to have somebody you trust to help you at some point in time. That's why I've always had a coaching mechanism in place for all the small business owners that I'm working with because when you are starting a business and it's just you, it can become a very lonely place. Oh, yeah. Um, for instance, that's why we have the – I do a peer breakfast every other week with some fellow business owners because for my other business, for my real estate practice, it's just me, and it gets very lonely, mm-hmm. and you need that camaraderie and the um, – just the way to be able to bounce ideas off each other and also the accountability. Huge. And that's yeah. That's what I need the most because I am I fly about 10,000 feet higher than you do, which is another reason why we get along so yeah. well. But my stuff, I'm not, at my age, I'm not a huge social media fan, never hung around it. It's like, eh, I have to do it. My son Cameron does it for me. Mm-hmm. And I just tell, we and I, he and I have conversations like, can you just make this happen? And he does. Yep. And that's what I need to be successful is somebody like you more detailed mm-hmm. and somebody like him that can do stuff I really don't want to do. And please admit, people, what you don't want to do. Yes. You will become a better person, a better employee, a better business owner if you say, I don't want to do the books. Right. Because if you don't like doing books and you end up doing it, you're going to waste about 12 hours a week that you could be out selling if you hired somebody part-time or got a spouse or a yep. family member to help you with the books. So or even ad- worse, it doesn't get done. I can't tell yeah. you how many times I've seen where people take on all the responsibility, but then that piece doesn't get done, and they're coming to me saying, well, I'm three years behind in my taxes because, and my books are a mess, and yeah. 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 So it, Don't it, be that person. No. It, admit what you can't or don't want to do, and you're going to be way success, way more successful than you think you are because all the successful people – admit what they don't do. They admit what they don't like to do. They find somebody to do it for them, and then they can go do what they do so well, and that's how the business grows. So that's a little bit about who we are. Next thing we're going to get into kind of is the what. Yeah. So we like series of things, the Mm -hmm. who, what, why, so we can kind of put everything into context because you can read a quote or hear somebody say something, but if you don't don't know the context of it, and a lot of times when you start out, you got to put your goals down. Your goal could be, I, I want to be open in a month. <laughs> I right. still want to be working in a month. It could be, mm-hmm. I want to bring you, I want to find one client the first month. It doesn't matter what the goal is. Just set it. Yes. And then kind of work backwards, figure out what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So our goals are to grow our business coaching through seminars. And if you go to Wired to change.com the number two it will spell out all the things we are putting together and we kind of there's a method to the madness if we had our in a perfect world we'd love to send you through this process is the small group seminars first Mm -hmm. which about 30 people and we just kind of start talking about the what 
Yes, it lays the baseline. Because a lot of people don't know. It, it, again, please admit what you I uttered the line the other day. I don't, I don't know what I don't know on that particular subject yet. So it's just a great place to come in. It's $199, but it gives you a chance to put things on paper and hear from other people who have done that to start your first business. And then from there, we want to take you to the small group coaching, four to six people in rooms, kind of like a mini mastermind. Yes. Where we can sit down. Now we start drilling down a little bit deeper. We talk business plan. We start writing the business plan. But you can also hear from other people if they've had an issue or if they've hit a roadblock on that. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful for someone else to look at you or your business not stuck in the forest. Yes. And then say, oh, well, have you thought of this? And we have a four-week consulting training class. We call it consulting because it is interactive, but it's really to help the business owner who has not yet opened their doors or just opened their doors to make sure that they're covering all of their bases. And it's pretty impressive that we can cover all that and get them through it in four weeks. And I know when with all the realtors you've trained in the marketplace, you've seen some fast starts, some slow starts, but probably the people that succeeded have come to you and asked, hey, this isn't happening for me right now. So what kind of advice are you, what were you looking for trigger words from people to let you know, you know what, they're coachable? For me, the biggest trigger words to find out if someone is coachable is they believe that they can do it. Mm -hmm. They have a belief. It's something that they've been ruminating on for a while. So it's not just an idea they plucked out of thin air and (laughs) are going to get, well, because there are serial business owners, unlike yourself, that start a bunch of different things and never finish them. (laughs) And those are not ideal clients for us. It's the people who, and, um, and then the other thing that's not necessarily something they say, but something that I look for is, do you have a track record of success in other things? If you have successfully been the CEO of a company or you were a great teacher or, you know, you were at the top of whatever your profession was, those people are typically lifelong learners, which We work really well together with those people because they're going to actually go out and implement the things that we're teaching them. And I love coaching people who have an open mind and are just ready to work because their results, you know, it's like when I work out with my personal trainer, right? If I go and work out with my trainer and then stop at Burger King on the way home and eat, (laughs) like, let's face it, that is that, but my, I've been in, I've been in this Invisalign (laughs) for like four years, plugged to my dentist, Parisa Kasravi, for all of her patients because she calls me a non-compliant patient because, (laughs) because I don't wear it the way that I'm supposed to. So it's taking me literally four years too long (laughs) to get through something that, so yes, people that are compliant, that are going to do it, that want to do it, that are excited about it, those are ideal. And here's some more free advice from us you'll get on the podcast regularly. We will cut through the crap for you because you do not need, you're, you deserve better than coach speak or uh, PC talk or something like that. If somebody tells you, if you're working with someone, you're thinking about doing something with someone and they go, oh, I already know all of that. Just run. Bye. Just Yeah, just mm-hmm. run because they're not going to want to learn anything. And they're certainly not. By them telling you that, they've already told you, don't tell me anything else. Right. I know more than you. I know everything I need to know about that issue, so don't tell me anymore. Yep. So run from those people because they don't want to learn. They know everything, and they're going to drag mm-hmm. you down. So that's those are the free tips we give you on this show, folks. What are we doing to be successful? One of the things that I 
thrive in is coming up with systems for how to measure if something is doable and what level you need to get it down at. So helping people create a point system or a way to track their activity because everything starts with activity. Like if somebody's out there and they either are in a small business or thinking about being in a small business, you become a salesperson. No matter what, you're you're in sales. So anytime somebody tells me that they want to start a small business and say, well, when did you decide you wanted to start your sales career? And they're like, what? No, I want to own a business. I'm like, well, to start a small business, unless you have a huge financial backer, you're going to be the salesperson, the janitor, (laughs) the light turner honor and offer, right? So I help people go in and develop a system for tracking and really identifying what marketing activities they're doing, how much of those do they need to do, and what does that look like to translate into their Mm. closed business And that gives them a roadmap so they're able to forecast and then it's scalable. And you know, you know, when you want to hire someone where you plug them in to free you up so you can do more of those activities. And that's what I'm working on with us. And it's so fun and it's super. You love that stuff. I do. Yeah. And here's the the neat thing, folks, that you're going to be on the journey with us Mm because even though we have years of experience in this, We've never officially been business coaches on paper. Yeah, I can't wait for yeah. our listeners and eventually viewers to watch some of the dumpster fires that happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, that's going to be the best. Yeah. But you're on the journey with us. So a lot of things we're going to be able to share with you is what we're learning and what may have worked, what mm-hmm. may not have worked. And right now you're working on a CRM Yes. To explain to everybody what that is and why it's so important for us and why I'm very happy you're doing that. (laughs) So having um, worked within the corporate world and experienced a corporate-based CRM, and a CRM is is your client management system. Your CRM is the lifeblood of your business because if you don't know what Im- so it's tracking your inventory, right? If we don't know how many people we've talked to, then how are we going to know how many things we're going to sell? It's, it would be like Levi Strauss not having knowing how many pairs of jeans they have on the shelf or how many more they need to sew. Or what? So, or, or, or who wow, they're going to sell it to? Sells or, who, or who they're going to sell it to? So for me, having that CRM is super important. I've worked within a um, you know big corporation that had one. Um, I helped build the CRM that we use at Hunter Row, which has been just an awesome experience working with the programmer, making my videos, and really making it tailored to exactly how I want it to function. Well, now, starting another small business where we don't have the financial resources yet to build something on our own, I am up to my elbows in figuring out what CRM is going to work for us because I am... um, I'm going to, my friend Steven laughs because he's a computer programmer and I told him I was tech savvy and he was like, no, you're not. (laughs) He (laughs) he doubted you. He said, no, he's like, you're software savvy, which is a big difference. Ah, I, you know, the studio we're sitting in, I could never set up all these cords and wires and all of the, that technology piece, but I could get behind a software program and figure it out and figure out what I want it to do. So right now we are playing with a bunch of different CRMs to figure out what's going to be the best one that we utilize to manage our clients and our contacts and um, really be the the heartbeat behind our business. And so I'm playing with a couple of um, different systems to figure that out. And I guess the easiest analogy we can give you, if you are currently a small business owner and you got a phone call yesterday or today 
whenever you're listening to the show. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time in the phone call, you ask that person, hey, how'd you hear about us? Yep. That's what that is. So, again, we cut to the chase, yes. people. That's what that is mm-hmm. for. So that little system says tells us how people heard about right. us or and, where we met them. Yeah. And when you um, lovingly tell me how detailed I am, I am the most ADD, scatterbrained person that someone will probably ever meet. And so I have to have systems like my CRM because when somebody asks me, how did how, I can go in there and I can see what I did in 2011, 2013, and I can't trust my memory for any of that. I don't. Sometimes I don't think you think you're detailed enough. Sometimes I get that look from you, like, uh, you know what? I could put eight more numbers but, down on this and just make it yeah, look even better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but again, it's all about tools and systems. Yes, it is. So my tools and systems that I have in place make it appear that I am more detail oriented than I really am. Yep. And, but that's okay because I'm the one that put them in place. So you know what? Never mind. I take credit for it. <laughs> I give it to you anyway, so it's not a problem. So if you will go to wired2change.com. With that's the number the num- two. The number two. And this will tell you all a little bit about us, a little bit more about what our program is. And we want everybody to know each time, and we hope we tell you each time, that when we work with you, we're not fitting you in a box. We're asking you all the questions, what you want to do, where you want to go, how you want to do it, and we fit a program for you. So there is no one-size-fits-all in small business, mm-hmm. and we would never do that to you. And, we again, on social media, Trinity, best way is sold with um, Trinlandia. Instagram, sold with Trinlandia. Um, or you can just search Trinity Greger, and fortunately, there's not that many people with my name. So no. and we'll get to that on another show. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a very good story. Uh, we are also Wired to Change is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can find yep. us there too. We'd love feedback from you because again, we're on this journey with and of you. Course, starting if you have one. any questions, you can always yep. email us info at wiredtochange.com. Yep. And you can catch me Facebook, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Open Mic Talk, and my website is Open Mic Talk. So we'll see you next time on Wired to Change.